Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Everybody, what the hell's going on? This is Zach Wall from Black Label Society and the Ozzy Osbourne Band. And we're all doing a hang, throwing back some cold ones. And we're talking metal. Take it easy. This is Blasco from Ozzy Osbourne. You're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> Get ready to rock. Thursday, May 24th at 9, 8 central on VH1. It's the second annual VH1 Rock Honors. Live on one stage featuring legendary artists. Genesis, Hart, Ozzy Osbourne, and ZZ Top. With tribute performances by Allison Chains, Keen, Nickelback, Queens of the Stone Age, and Gretchen Wilson. Hosted by Bam Margera. VH1 Rock Honors premieres Thursday, May 24th at 9, 8 central. Only on VH1. They will rock you. Rock, rock over London. Zurich. Auckland. Dublin. Dallas. Milwaukee. Los Angeles. Sydney. Indianapolis. Tokyo. Seattle. Paris. Budapest. Berlin. New York. Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be. John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Welcome to iTunes number one, hard rock, heavy metal podcast. It is Talking Metal, definitively. We are here in the Circus Bar. What's that, sir? I'm a famous actor out of work, and I need work, and I'm uh, kind of old and uh, decrepit, but I can still uh, speak English. You know, I can still act, like King Lear or something like that. Okay, well, we'll talk a little more with you in a bit, but right now we have John Astronomy here. John, how are you? I am recovering. Hours ago, we were in Las Vegas at VH1's Rock Honors. I got a bump on my head, and all I know is my passes are gone, and somehow me and Casey Chaos and a few other people wound up in some crazy situation where we destroyed a hotel room and drank the entire minibar. Yeah, and that's that's the truth. I got to give Casey a call. It was nice finally meeting Casey in person and kind of bonding with him. We had some cool discussions on everything from politics to rock and roll, and uh, it was uh, it was good. He's a good soul, and if you don't know Casey, you need to know Casey because Casey creates some of the best punk rock music out there. And anybody who's into real music needs to check this out because this guy is the real deal casey chaos of the band amen we are actually very honored because we are going to set something up in the future where casey comes out to new york 
appears on Talking Metal Live, and we actually jam with him. Yeah, that would be amazing. I want to remind everyone, Thursday, May 17th, that is part of VH1's Rock Honors Week in L.A., the Hollywood Rock Walk. They're going to induct the great Dimebag Daryl. I'm saying it slowly. Scott Ian's going to be there. Ace is going to be there. Ace Fraley. And Zach Wilde is going to perform a piano solo in honor of Dimebag. Yeah, and he talks about that in an interview that you're going to hear shortly. The one and only Zach Wilde on the podcast today, along with Blasco, Ozzy's bass player. Also the manager, right, of In This Moment. Absolutely. Blasco is such a great guy. He's been in so many bands. I mean, he was in Danzig. He played in Prong. Way, way, way back, he was in Cryptic Slaughter on Metal Blade Records. And he's had such a great career, and he's got a great company called Mercenary Management. We're going to hear all about that in the interview. And also in this episode, if that wasn't enough, we've got an amazing interview with Zach Wilde, the man. Yeah, I wonder if he knows the drummer of Queens of the Stone Age, because he used to be in uh, Danzig, too. You know what? we got to ask him the next time. It was cool. We were having dinner with Casey Chaos. What was that restaurant called? Do you remember? It was in the Mandalay Bay. It was Wolfgang Puck something or other. I actually don't remember, but it was uh, owned by Wolfgang Puck. We're sitting there, and Josh from Queens of the Stone Age is a couple tables away, and he spots Casey. They're old friends. They've jammed many times together, written songs together. Comes over, ends up sitting down with us for a while and telling some crazy stories. And There's one story I wish I could tell, but I, uh, it's, about, it's about a certain, certain Queens of the Stone Age songs getting leaked onto the Internet. Uh, and the whole story behind that. I'm not going to go into it. But anyways, uh, Queens of the Stone Age will have a new record coming out real soon, uh, early June. Yeah, Josh was great. He actually came over twice to the table, which was pretty cool. Oh, what else, man? Oh, by the way, all my music now is uh, for sale online. The band Ronin, you can download on iTunes. That's R-O-N-I-N. We got two records up there. Check them both out. Captain T is up there, so... Do a iTunes search on Captain T. Astronomy is up there. Do a iTunes search on Astronomy and download those cuts. So we get like sixty percent of the money when you download those those tracks. Some good, uh, you know. My stuff is not always straight metal. Some of it is metal. Some of it's probably more alternative hard rock. But if you test the sound samples, you'll hear them. And uh, if you like them, download them. Only ninety nine cents. I've recently had a huge honor. And I'm, like, blown away by it, and basically it involves KISS. Congratulations on that. I'm jealous you got that, by the way. Thank you very much, Mark. I received a five times platinum RIAA award for KISSology, and this thing is, like, huge. It came in this gigantic box. One day, somebody knocked on my door at work, and I was like, hello? And uh, they, they gave me this gigantic box, and when I opened it, it was the... Kissology five times platinum award. It is just amazing, and I am so psyched that Kiss and VH1 Classic Records decided to give me this award. And thank you to all of you guys. Thanks, Alex Coletti. Thanks, Roger Coletti. Thanks, every single person involved in Kissology. And thank you, John, for putting together such a great DVD. What's going on with the second one? There'll be another one coming out, right? Stay tuned for Kissology 2. Big toast to that. Cheers. We are at the Circus Bar on 9th Avenue, right down the street from, right up the street from Port Authority, the backside of Port Authority, and it looks like we're changing bartenders here at the Circus Bar. Hey, our very good friend is coming up soon. Cool. Maybe we'll check in with her in a bit. 
Let's check in with a little... What do you want to do first, Blasco? Yeah, let's get into this great interview with Blasco. And I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more from Blasco in the future. He is, of course, the bassist of Ozzy Osbourne. Let's get into a great track from In This Moment, managed by Blasco with his great company, Mercenary Management. And then we'll get into the interview with Blasco. Right now, let's hear my favorite song from the record. It's called Beautiful Tragedy by In This Moment. Vegas hanging out backstage with Blasco. What's up, man? What's happening? Congratulations to you, Zach, the whole band, and Ozzy for being on it here at Rock Honest. Yeah, man, I, it's uh, it's interesting. It's going to be a good time. So you guys just did a sound check and a rehearsal. How did that go? Uh, it was good, man. You know, uh, the pyro is is hot and uh, and stuff, but it was it was good. I mean, you, you know, we got done what we had to get done, and uh, you know, we're ready to rock. Very cool. Now, you guys are doing a three-song set? We're doing a three-song set, yeah. Uh, but uh, I can't divulge what three songs that is. We wanted this to be a complete surprise. It's going to be great. I don't, uh, I don't know if uh, if all three songs are going to be aired even either. You know what I mean? So you know what they do sometimes is they, they air two of the songs on the actual show, and then they save one of them for what's called V-Spot, for VH1's website. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. So... Anyway, you've been with Ozzy since 2003, and I'm not sure if everybody knows that, but you joined back then, and then unfortunately Ozzy had the ATV accident. So uh, tell us what you've done with Ozzy since then. Uh, yeah, that, I, I got the gig uh, whenever Newstead left, which was that you know short time period, and that didn't work out for whatever reason. So that's whenever I joined the band. But then, I mean, we had a European tour booked and everything, but that's whenever he got in that accident. Then the following two years, Black Sabbath did Ozfest. So, only uh, recently um, did I start doing stuff. It was at the end of like 2005, uh, whenever um, we did a couple of like one-off gigs um, and uh, like a UK Hall of Fame and the NFL Kickoff and um, a show for the Queen and a, a Prince's Trust show. A couple of, like just random like little one-off things or whatever. Um, and then uh, you know, then we did Ozfest last year. It was kind of the first like real you know full shows that we did you know cool and now you guys have a ton of stuff coming up in addition to this summer's Ozfest you guys are going to Europe and I think Russia too oh uh, it's yeah our schedule actually started yesterday and uh, so we're doing this thing here then we're gonna go to Baltimore to do a WWE Smackdown show 
uh, and then um, then we're doing uh, we're doing Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, and then we go to London to do some shows, like some one-off shows in London, and then we start the tour in Russia at the end of the month or whatever, and then we're in Russia, Europe, UK. Uh, for six weeks and then we come back and we have like two days off and we go right and uh, start banging out um, uh, the OzFest. Very, very cool. Now, are you guys playing every night of the OzFest this year? Every night that there is an OzFest show we are playing, yes. Okay, cool. Because last year it was select dates. It was random last year. It was kind of like it was sort of the will he show up or will he not show up sort of thing or whatever. And uh, so we kind of kept it low key but this year is a real deal. Like we're the headliner we're playing every show. Cool. Now, it was pretty cool last year that sometimes you did the main stage, but sometimes you did the second stage, and I caught you on the second stage in New York, which was cool. I'm sure that that was probably pretty cool to see. I mean, I know that Ozzy was really, you know, uh, he was really in good spirits and really excited to, I think, have that energy because, I, you know, I'm a sort of a, a veteran of OzFest main stage and second stage and uh, and have done it with other bands, you know, and, and so I know the difference of the two stages and, and certainly the difference of the people in the seats versus people that are crammed up there and you know against the barricade and the younger kids and the real hungry you know so I, that was probably the first time he's seen that since black sabbath or something you know god knows when i mean he's been an arena guy ever since so um so i'm sure that that was a pretty cool thing for him to experience yeah not only cool for him and you guys but amazing for the fans to get that close to ozzy seeing him that yeah. way yeah exactly and 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 that's the thing you know you see i, I think it kind of works uh, you know with itself in the sense that uh you know, you you see the excitement on the kids' faces, but then that translates to the excitement on him, and, and it kind of goes back and forth and, and kind of made it what it was, which was a pretty cool time, you know. Very cool. Now, I wanted to talk about the new record, which I have. I'm one of the few people that have it. What's so cool is that I got a, a CD that actually, and it's probably for, uh, you know, anti-piracy reasons, but it actually says on it, this CD made for John Astronomy of Talking Metal. Oh, yeah, because that way if it leaks out, it's going to say that on there, and you're up Shit's Creek. Right, exactly, which is why no one will ever get that CD or get any of that. Right. right. I will be in jail for that. Yeah, it would be bad. So the cool thing is the album sounds great, and you guys did this at Ozzy's studio, right? Yep. Yeah, he's got a, uh, a pretty cool uh, you know, Pro Tools studio in, in, in his like guest house, and uh, it was all done there. Man, this day and age, you know, the, the days of the $2,500 a day, big studio and all that stuff, it's all fluff, you know what I mean? It's like it, 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 you can you can get stuff done, man. And we, we made an Aussie record in a guest house. It right. could be done. No, well, I was going to ask it. Do, do the rooms just look like normal rooms in the house, or did they build it like a studio? Oh, no, it's you know a professional company went in there and, uh, and dialed it in. You know what I mean? But you can definitely tell that it's a guest house, and you know what I mean. But I mean, but the walls are baffled, and, and everything's done properly for sound. You know. Cool, and that's like right in, uh, next to. We've got a truck production resource group coming in here, so we'll take a take a minute. <laughs> of course. So yeah, it's great. The album was done in the guest house. What I was going to ask is that guest house next to the house where they did the Osbournes. Yeah, it's the one in the backyard. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure if Ozzy had moved through the years or if that's the same one. No, not from my knowledge. I mean, whenever I go, you know, over to the house or whatever, I was like, it's. Oh, have I been here before? No, I've seen it on the show. You know. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, Blasco, I want to get into talking about your history. You've had some, like, unbelievable bands that, that I've been fans of. I've 
remember Cryptic Slaughter, Killing Spree, Danzig, Prong, the alternative uh, rock project Drown, and then, of course, Rob Zombie and Ozzy. Man, tell us a little bit about how you got into you know your first group and how you got started. Well, I mean, for me, it's like I started really young. Uh, my first band was Cryptic Slaughter, and we got signed to uh, Metal Blade Records in 1986 or 85 or something. We put out our first record in 86. Um, and you must have been really young then, because we're the same age. And like in '85, I was still like in high school. Oh no, I, we were all in high school. I was we were I was 15 years old whenever we got signed, and uh, 16 when we put out our first record and started touring and and doing that whole thing. So all through high school, because we were all in high school, um, we were able to you know we we would you know we had like a cycle. Like in in the, the last three years of high school, we went on tour and made records. Like every year was like a, a new record would come out. And, um, and we would tour during Christmas break or like Easter break or summer break, you know, like whenever we had a break, that would be like, oh, okay, well, now we can go tour. And we would do like you know, one-off shows, you know, during the, the school year or whatever. But you know, that's what we had to do. And uh, so that's kind of where it all started. You know, I did the, the three records with, with them and, and, uh, and we sort of broke up, you know, uh, after we all graduated and, you know, we went our separate ways and, what, you know, what had to do what we had to do, you know, some guy has to go to college, another guy has to do this, and I kind of stuck around still doing this stuff, you know, and, uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, got, got a major label record deal with a band I was in called Drown, and, and, uh, that sort of led into me playing with Prong, which more or less led me into playing with Danzig, and then that sort of led me into playing with Zombie, which sort of led me into playing here, you know, so it was like the sort of, like, sort of, you know, stepping stone of of you know metal bands that i kind of you know walked on and and uh just you know it was like a it was a it was just a progression from band to band and you know and, and uh so it's cool you know here we are talking about it ah, it's excellent and not only do you play bass but you sang for a couple of bands right it was uh it was just kind of like side project stuff you know fun kind of things or whatever nothing that ever really amounted to anything so it was just kind of like just screaming nonsense do you sing with, with the Aussie band? No, I can't even really sing. Like, that stuff was just, oh. like, yelling, screaming <laughs> madness or whatever. So, no, Ozzy would, <clears throat> Ozzy would require, like, actual singing, and Zach is more than uh, capable of pulling that duty off. Very, very cool. Now, another thing I want to talk about is something that I think is really cool. Now, in addition to playing with all these great bands and all your other projects, you've got something called Mercenary Management, and you've signed some unbelievable groups. My favorite is In This Moment. Tell us how you got hooked up with those guys. Uh, and girl. Uh, yeah, and girl. Uh, I actually got hooked up with them through a band that we were managing at the time, and uh you know, one of the guys in the band, you know, is pretty savvy with old MySpace and surfing and stuff, and uh, and he's like, "Ooh, I found this band," and I checked it out, and and luckily enough, they were like down, they they lived down the street from where from where I was, and I was able to go over to their rehearsal space and check them out and everything, and and uh, you know, they they were uh, they were definitely a diamond in the rough, you know what I mean? Like they had the songs, and and, and she, you know, she looked great and was on fire, but there was a few like little tweaks and stuff that needed to, to happen or whatever so we kind of stepped in and and uh sort of you know got all the ducks in a row so to speak and and uh you know got them a record deal and and uh just kind of been been you know planning out their career you know but that's that's sort of what i do other than ozzy is planning out in this moment's career and and uh you know helping them along with that and, and those guys are really hard workers they are i think they've been playing non-stop since I met them like like six months ago. Yeah, well, that's the way you do it. You know, uh, it's like 
you know, mercenary. That's the way we work. It's like, you know, it's like you got to get out there, man, and you got to let people. It's like you're a brand new band. Time's a wasting. You know what I mean? If you got a record out, I just figure every day that you're not playing is a day that you're wasting by not being in front of people. So, yeah, they have no days off. You know, their their schedule, I mean, if you look at their MySpace, it's like it, it scrolls down forever. Of how, and, and it's going to keep being like that. You know, I mean, uh, we've got them busy. You know, at this point, we've got them busy all the way through October. You know, and uh, that's that's what we got to do. Are they doing it? I think they're doing some dates with you guys, right? In some of the uh, European countries? In Europe, I think there are two shows that they have. Um, like, they're, they're on the same festivals that we are. I think they're doing Grass Pop the same day that we are. And I think there's another festival that they're doing. And then, of course, they'll be on All of Oz Fest. Very, very cool. And what's cool is that even before Beautiful Tragedy came out, Sirius was going crazy playing the stuff. And it was the album was like the most requested stuff on Sirius, even before it was out. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, we had serviced. Uh, or, no, actually, I think it, they kind of, like, picked up on it before we'd even serviced it and they and they were in really early and i think it was the week before the record came out we were number one most requested on heart attack and octane with two different songs so uh yeah i mean they're they're loving it you know their listeners are loving it and and you know we're doing really good over there and it's it's helping us out a lot now who else do you got on the management company uh we manage a band called goat whore that's on metal blade records uh the singer of that band also has a band called soylent green that that uh, that will be signed here shortly, uh, and then we manage a band uh, on Century Media called At All Cost, whose new record will be coming out uh, at the end of July. Their first record came out on uh, Combat Records uh, a few years back and stuff, and we've been working with them ever since. And uh, Combat eventually kind of folded, and, and so we, we we took them and brought them over to Century Media, and, and um, so we're anticipating their new release here coming up pretty soon, and they'll be touring you know for the next year straight too very cool we're good friends with everybody from century media george and uh, he's great and uh, the people at metal blade have been very cool to talking metal as well i remember like you were saying that you you know your first deal was with metal blade and there was a where I, I lived in a small rural town in pennsylvania and we didn't you know we had like one record store in the mall that didn't get any cool records and we used to have to travel to another town to this little shop that actually got the metal blade records and so that's how i I know about you guys yeah no it was uh it's it's funny to still be around you know what i mean and still these same people like i've known these guys you know from the other side of the fence since 85 and now here i am you know having meetings at the label and, and and like on on this side of the fence now you know and dealing with them you know and it's the same guys you know that's, what i mean that's cool that's very cool so it's it's funny here we are you know 21 years later i'm still dealing with these guys and we're and, and i suppose it's a testament to what we're talking about here right is it, it metal brought us all together or whatever it's like you know it's like I was in a band 21 years ago that they signed, and now I hear I am getting bands signed to their label, and it's kind of, like I said, it's a, it's a testament to the metal community and, and, and the fans, and the fans that love metal, and, and that's why we're sitting here talking about it. Absolutely. I kind of even feel like, I feel like I did back then. I feel there's like a resurgence in just the way metal was happening back in the mid to late 80s, and I kind of just feel like the same thing is going on again. I think maybe because at that time it was the tape trading thing that was what was going on and the fanzine thing is what was going on because it was relatively underground like if we if we wanted to learn about bands other than 
Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and like the big obvious, you know, Iron Maidens and Judas Priest, you know, if we wanted to go beyond the scope of what was readily available to us, we had to go underground. We had to go digging. And that was tape trading and that was the the fanzines. And and we had to really kind of go into that sort of underground thing to find this, you know, know more about metal and, and, you know, people that are really passionate about it like you and I are. Uh, And I think maybe now we're feeling that sort of resurgence because with MySpace and with the internet, it's almost kind of like a much bigger spectrum of the fanzine and of the tape trading thing. It's just, it's, you know, it's obviously changed dynamics, but it's still some, some, some of, you know, kind of the same ideas. Absolutely, definitely. Well, Blasco, I really appreciate you taking the time out to hang out with me and talking metal and all the fans. And thanks again. We are looking forward to seeing you guys here at Rock Honors. Congratulations. And we will definitely see you on OzFest this year as well. Thanks. Uh, you know, thanks for the interview. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good times. Uh, and uh, we'll throw down for you, and uh, we'll have a good time. Excellent. And so everybody definitely check out myspace.com slash Blasco666. Check out mercenarymanagement.com and all of the bands that uh, Blasco's handling. We look forward to it again. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Beautiful tragedy. Buy it on iTunes for 99 cents. And Blasco, double duty. He's a bass player and a manager. He manages in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Support all the great bands on Mercenary Management. Check them out online. We will link their website and their MySpace pages on TalkingMetal.com. Blasco is cool. The coolest thing is that we're starting to watch the show, and ZZ Top is about to come on. And Nickelback is about to play because they opened the show. And who's behind us but Blasco? Not only Blasco, but over like four people from him was Kelly Osborne. Kelly Osborne looks amazing, by the way. It was just such a blast. When you go out to Rock Honors, and, and it's hard to put this stuff into words, but when you're working it, you're out there for about three or four days. And all the people that are part of the show literally become almost like a little family. You wind up bonding with them. Fifteen minutes after I arrived at the hotel i was hanging with blasco did an interview 
Later that night, Zach and I wound up literally hanging out like till the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, you and Zach really tore it up that night from what I heard. Yeah, we got a lot of great stories from that night. And it was just like totally unbelievable. And then three or four days in a row, you hang out with some of the greatest people in rock. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a fun, fun time, man. And I won 300 bucks playing blackjack. I was so spaced out that uh, I was just watching you win 300 bucks. It was great, dude. Let's get into a letter. This is from Randy Martin. Randy writes us quite often and also sends us all those great DVDs. Randy Martin, thank you very much. I watch all of the DVDs because they rule, dude. Thank you. Keep them coming. Thanks. You lucky fuckers. You're living the dream of the common metal fan. I would have been so nervous with excitement at the chance to meet Ozzy. Pair that up with trying to understand him. If I were in your shoes, the interview would be a mess. I can imagine the conversation I would have had in my brain. Holy shit, I'm talking to Ozzy. Oh shit, what the hell did he just say? (laughs) Can't wait to hear more on the VH1 Medal Honors. Will you be posting tracks from the show? Uh, Yeah, probably not. I don't think we can legally do that, but... uh, Definitely watch the show when it's on. Um, and then he says, curious to know what did Queens of the Stone Age play? They played Paranoid. Sounded awesome. Uh, what else here? I've got some more DVDs on their way to you guys, including Screamers, the documentary on the genocide denial of the Armenians with music and interviews with System of a Down. Cheers, my metal brothers. Randy Martin. Cool. Whoa, I can't wait to see them, Randy. Yeah, Randy, I absolutely can't wait to see that because uh, I have a connection with uh, Armenians. My really close friends are Armenians and, you know, system of down rules. And I cannot wait to see this. I really cannot wait to see this. So thanks very much, Randy. Yeah, so we're hanging out here at the circus bar getting ready to listen to a little Zach Wilde. I was, out of all the interviews we did, I was most nervous for the Zach interview. I don't know why, but I just was like, I. I felt like he's such a cool, like, biker-looking dude, and I was kind of, like, wearing this dorky T-shirt and stuff. You were great. I think that was a talking metal T-shirt, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I said, I was wearing a dorky T-shirt. <laughs> I think that's a cool T-shirt. You know what's funny? You were amazing during the Ozzy interview. Ozzy was making direct eye contact with you there, like, almost the entire time. He really thought you were cool. Yeah, Ozzy was great, and I know a lot of you guys have said you had a hard time understanding him. I think on a future Talking Metal live show, we might do a breakdown and, like, interpret and translate Ozzy to you guys. Uh, but if you go back and you use the headphones and you listen, he does say a lot of cool stuff, and you kind of he does jump from story to story, but he, there's a lot of great stuff. You just have to kind of listen closely because his accent is heavy. Absolutely. Plus, we're going to post some video from that great Ozzy interview as well. Little ZZ Top, who we saw out at Rock Honors on the jukebox right now. Yeah, ZZ Top rules. By the way, when I got out of the airport, there were two flights coming at the same baggage claim. And there's like a thousand baggage claims. But they bundled up two flights. One was from Newark, New Jersey, and one was from Texas. And, of course, I see a guitar coming off. And I'm like thinking to myself... Regular guitar case. And sure enough, guess who I'm hanging with, waiting for the bags? Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. That's amazing. And they were amazing. They sounded just great. I mean, those guys, the three same guys have been in that band for over 35 years. I mean, what band do you know that has been together that long and has never lost an original member? I can't think of any. I can't think of anyone. 
So anyway, Billy Gibbons, what's so funny is I walk up to him. He's on the phone, and he's, like, literally talking business. He's going, I need a humbucker. I need this. I need that. He's like, uh, look for that humbucker. He was so good. And then he goes to me, I got a guitar coming off. And I go, I saw a guitar. And I went and grabbed his guitar for him and then, like, got him all set up in the limo. And it was, like, freaking unbelievable. He gave me his business card. And he doesn't write Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. It says, friend of Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's, that's his tagline, you know. Like other people would put Billy Gibbons, um, ZZ Top, coolest fucking rocker in the world. He puts friend of Eric Clapton. That's how cool he is, man. What are you drinking there, John? I am drinking rum and Diet Coke. What are you drinking, Mark? I'm drinking uh, Newcastle Brown Ale, which I just finished, which I'm going to get another one here in a second. But uh... By the way, Billy Gibbons, he liked the uh, black label vest I was wearing because he loves Zach. We all love Zach, and one cool thing that Zach said in the interview was he gave props to Jakey e. Lee, and I'm a big fan of Bark at the Moon and the Ultimate Sin record, and I, I really respect him for, for doing that, and it's still, I still do think that when you think of Ozzy, there are two guitar players that stick out more so than anybody, and those are Randy Rhodes and Zach Wilde, but Jakey e. Lee was an amazing player, and we definitely must... Uh, tip the hat to him. Yeah, I love Jakey Lee. I can always remember that great white SG, and I think it was in this Shot in the Dark video that he had. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. A great player. I was fortunate enough to see him on the Ultimate Sin Tour with uh, Metallica opening. Very cool. Now, you know, before we get into the Zach interview, I wanted to mention that Zach is a comedian, in my opinion. He's an amazing rocker and comedian. Metal Night is starting its circus. Metal Mondays is what happens here at about 9 o'clock. It's only 7 now, though. 7 o'clock, we're ready to rock. Absolutely. Little little Bon Scott. This is such a great song. Anyway, Zach being the amazing rocker and amazing comedian, and I just want to clarify a few of the references that you'll hear in this, but there's a lot of talk about Gabe Ruffles. Yeah, I think he was just joking around, having some fun, being silly. Absolutely. A lot of talk about that and being sexy. Again, just having some fun, being silly, you know? Uh, and that's what you got to do, because it's just music, man. It's a good time, you know? Absolutely. All you Zach fans know what I'm talking about. So why don't we get right into the video? Not the video. Why don't we get right into the interview with Zach Wild? Go for it. Hey, it's John from Talking Metal. We are backstage at Mandalay Bay VH1 Rock Honors hanging out with Zach Wild. How you doing, Zach? Just keeping it sexy. Keeping it bold, you're provocative, supple, you're sassy. Doing what I do. I'm keeping it gay. <laughs> Congratulations on being honored with Ozzy here at VH1's Honors, man. How do you feel? Without a doubt. I mean, I'm definitely honored to be here to share it with Ozzy, you know what I mean? Because he's the man, he's the godfather of my son and everything like that. So, uh, he's the greatest, man. So, uh, and once again, we're trying to keep it sexy and, uh, supple yet sassy. I can't go any further than that. And you should be the one here with uh, Ozzy being honored because, I mean, when people think of Ozzy, the two guitar players that usually stick out in everybody's mind are Randy Rhodes and, of course, you. you well, know, Jake's the man, too, though, man. Without, you know, Jake, Jake taught me how to play as well. So Jake, Jake E. Lee is amazing as well. So, you know, 
Uh, he's part of that whole history, too. Jake, Jake Lee's the man as well. You know, you have Rando, you got Jake, and then, you know, then my lame Mick Crowd ass came in and just completely ruined everything. So, you know, <laughs> so that's about it. Why have you had such a good working relationship with Ozzy? Oh, well, I mean, no. I mean, aside of the fact that I worship the ground he walks on, I love him to death. I mean, uh, as we're just meeting potato guys, everybody, you know, everybody, like, you know, life's hard enough, man. You know, you just keep everything simple and you, you just do what you got to do. You know what I mean? He expects me up on stage at now. You know, you, you show up, you get the job done, and that's it's a military operation. You get it done, man. That's that. There is no arguments. I've never had an argument with him once in my life. You know, you don't. You know what I mean? Life's crazy enough, man. I mean, you know, I don't even know this other crap, you know what I mean, going on. You know, either does Ozzy, so you know what I mean? He says, Zach, let's just get this thing done. Let's just whoop some ass and let's go home. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Cool. Now, Zach. And we keep it sexy. That's the key. That's the key. So, Zach, you are getting ready to once again do double duty. You got Black Label going out to Russia. You're playing with Black Label and with Ozzy, and it's very cool. You get, have you guys, Black Label, been in Russia before? Um, no, I haven't played with Black Label in Russia. But um, with Black Label, we have been at the gay brothels. And uh, we expect to be at the gay brothels again performing and actually getting work done as well, you know, to, to support our beer fund. Very cool. Hey, Zach, did you get a new guitar? I never saw that guitar you're playing here tonight. Oh, yeah, no, it's just uh, no, it's a ZV. That's what it is, a Zach Wild V. But the bottom line is... Uh, I created the thing. It's like a mixture of an SG meets a flying V and everything like that. You know, if you put it in a blender and everything like that. But uh, with my Les Paul neck on it and everything like that. So, uh, but you know, and also um, there's a button in the back. If, 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 if you hit it in the back, uh, it also doubles as a, uh, a presentational device to your wife. And uh, she'll enjoy it thoroughly as well as you will while you're playing and making music on this. You'll be making music with the warden as well. Very good. Now tell us about the Dimebag uh, tribute that's going on out at the Rock Walk. Well, that's going to be on the 17th. That's Dimes Day. Well, every day's Dimes Day. So, I mean, it's just like uh, I'm going to do In This River, and, you know, it's going to be cool. I mean, because everybody, and Dime would be so psyched if he, if he knew, you know, everybody's going to be there, and, you know, Dime's getting inducted. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's just it's going to be so awesome, man. So it's just like uh, that's going to be a great thing because at, at Dimes, when, when you know we had to lay down the rest and everything like that, I like I, I was all you know, busted up. So I mean I, I couldn't even perform. You know it's just like uh, so I said the least least I could do for Dime is uh, you know play you know play in this river for him at the thing. So I'm gonna be jamming on the piano and everything like that. And everybody's gonna be there. It's gonna be cool, man. You know so nah, it's Dime's day, brother. You know what I mean? Every day's Dime's day, baby. That's our guy. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Well, hey Zach. Thanks again for hanging out with Talking Metal. We're psyched about the show tonight. We can't wait. Um, I can't wait till I get back to the gay brothel. I got to be honest with you. And uh, aside of that, just keep it supple, keep it sassy, keep it hot, and keep it sexy. This is Zach Wilde of Ozzy Osbourne and Black Label, and just keep it sexy. Great, <laughs> Zach, amazing, dude.
was stillborn from the Blessed Hell Ride by Black Label Society featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, buy that on iTunes for 99 cents. And go to TalkingMetal.com. If you're an iTunes user, go to TalkingMetal.com. Use the link that we have in today's show notes. That'll open up your iTunes and take you directly to the song on iTunes. You buy it for 99 cents, and what happens is uh, John and I get a little cut of that. I think three cents per song. and We're actually getting checks for like seven bucks a month or something. So I guess people are using these links and, you know, you're buying us a drink. Just think of it like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Hanging out at the Circus Bar right now on a Monday here in New York City. Just got back from Vegas yesterday. Amazing time out there. And uh, Circus Bar is kind of a place where, you know, the working crowd goes for an after work drink. You kind of got locals who live in the neighborhood, some hipsters, some rockers all hanging out together. And uh, another ACDC song on the jukebox right now. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. I love ACDC. I actually played a gig when I was in fourth grade with my father, and we played some ACDC. So your dad liked ACDC. Absolutely. He's a fan of uh, great rock bands, metal bands, and he plays guitar. And I was playing drums back then. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, we, we heard from Mark earlier in the podcast. Uh, he's an out-of-work actor here in the Hell's Kitchen area. I don't know if we're going to get him back. He looks like he's going to come. see if we can get him on the show. All right. All right, John's going down to see if we can pull Mark down there. Uh, yeah, Mark is an elderly gentleman. He hangs out at the bar here. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm okay now, so far. So you're looking for work as an actor? Yes, yes. I want to do uh, Lear, and uh, I want to do, uh, what's his name, uh, Tennessee Williams' uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, a little Ken Kesey, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, yeah, like Jack Nicholson. I want to be a, I'm a little older than Jack, you know, but I can make, there's makeup, you know, you can always use makeup, cut your hair. Putty and makeup will make you younger. Well, you're not that much older than him. Well, I'm only about, what, uh, 45. Oh, you're only, yeah? <laughs> oh, no, I'm lying. Yeah. I'm about 75. 75? You look great for 75. Well, I, uh, I live right. I don't drink much. You don't drink much? What are you doing here? I don't, I don't drink anymore, and I don't drink any less. You don't drink any what? I don't drink any more, and I don't drink any less. You don't drink any more, and you don't drink any less. Very good. What are you drinking today? Uh, screwdriver. Oh, good. Screwdriver. They're, they're harmless. They're not uh, almost non-alcoholic. There's only a, a minimum amount of alcohol in, in a screwdriver. Screwdrivers are great because it's orange juice and vodka, and orange juice is healthy. Vodka is a good, uh, it's very, been very kind to me. I uh, appreciate it. So you live here in Hell's Kitchen in the neighborhood and... Uh, yes, and it's doggy dog. Don't, don't come down here, folks. Everybody's looking out for themselves. And it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like the east side. Well, why are you in this neighborhood? Is it because of the Broadway shows and stuff and you're an actor trying to make it? No, no, I'm in this neighborhood because this bar is cheap. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. They give you a, a screwdriver for four dollars. Four dollars. How do you like the music they play here? Awful. 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 I want to hear Tommy Dorsey and then Nat King Cole and uh, what's her name, uh, Lena Horn. I'm on here some old, old, old people sing, and all I hear now is uh, D, uh, what do they call that? A D dot bebop or what? They... Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, and I and I, I, I hate it. So you don't like hard rock music either? Awful. Awful. Although I do like I, I like the Beatles. Right. They wrote some fine uh, songs. Although, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with uh, the Stones, the Golden Stones. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. I like him personally. I never met him, of course. But I, I like his group. But I could not name one song, one hit song. He, and he's had many, right? I mean, satisfaction? You never heard Satisfaction? I suppose I have heard it and, and didn't uh, recognize it. Well, Mark, thanks for joining us. We wish you all the luck. Uh, are you uh, online or on MySpace or anything? I'm going to get on MySpace in about 20 minutes. Okay. I'm going to go home on my computer and get on MySpace. I've heard so much about MySpace. My.com, right? Yeah, MySpace.com. www.myspace.com, and I'll talk to all you guys. Great, cool. Well, we'll hope, hopefully we'll get a friend request from you, and we wish you well. Okay, and good night. Have well, a good Mark, night. Mark, I want to say thank you for hanging with Talking Metal, man. And we actually hung out even before we started taping, and Mark is a cool dude, and we're going to hang with him again at the Circus Bar. Tell me your names again. I don't even know your name. What's your uh, name? My name's Mark. Both you guys are Mark, and I'm... Mark? No, he is. He's Mark, and I'm John. I'm Mark. Yes, Walmart. two marks. You're John and John. All right, John and Mark and Thanks, Mark. Mark. All right, enjoy your screwdriver. All right, thank you. There we go, an exclusive interview with Mark, Mark. from the Circus Bar, who hangs here not for the music, but because the drinks are cheap. Four dollars. Some of you people out in other towns might think that's expensive, but for New York City, that is cheap. That is cheap. Yeah, definitely. What else? Uh, is this show over yet? What's going on here? I want to make a few announcements. We got a lot of great stuff coming up. On May 17th, I want everyone who lives in the L.A. area to go to the Hollywood Rock Walk induction of Dimebag. I mean... You got that awesome picture on your wall, you and Dimebag. You've put it on the site before, but I, I love that shot, man. That was like, what, 95 or something? was amazing. Ace was playing, and it was called, instead of Frehley's Comet or Ace Frehley Band, it was called Ace Frehley and Friends, and Dimebag was a friend, and he played with Ace that night at the Ritz in New York City. What year was that? The Ritz. The Ritz is long gone. Yeah, that was a while ago. I don't even remember exactly what year it was. It was amazing. Uh, it was me and Dimebag. Lydia Chris, Peter's ex-wife, took the picture. One of my best friends, Lydia, took the photo. And Dimebag's doing the great metal salute, and it is just a great picture. We had a blast hanging out that night. Let me ask you something. Did you and I go see Megadeth at the Ritz, like, a long time ago? I was trying to count how many times I saw Megadeth, and there's just, like, there's a a bunch of concerts I specifically remember, but there's this one time, like, in the early to mid-'90s, I seem to remember being at the Ritz while Megadeth was playing, but I was so 
trash that it's like I can barely even recall it. But I seem to be, and I thought I was with you, and remember that chick that lived at Lydia's who was a stripper at Flash, Michelle? Michelle! Is that possible that we were at a Megadeth show? Absolutely. Michelle was great, and I do remember that Megadeth show, and we had a blast, because that was right around the same time period of all this cool stuff that was going on. Ace fairly related. Ace was like the connection to all this. Yeah, I, I hardly remember being there, but I, I feel like I remember going in with her like she had some kind of access to the place and being there and just, yeah, I don't remember anything else about it. I used to work with Michelle as well, and I think Michelle stayed over at my parents' house once, too. Yeah, Emily, uh, my wife, loves Megadeth. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen Megadeth together uh, numerous times. And the first time I saw Megadeth was in Boston, which you were at that show, too, on the So Far, So Good, So What tour. Orpheum Theater. Yes, that's right. I saw them. Possibly I saw them with you at the Ritz, although I don't, I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I also <laughs> saw them at Roseland with Corrosion of Conformity opening up at some point in the 90s. COC is one of my favorite bands because they remind me of the stuff that Captain D and Astronomy does. Yeah, great Sludgy, thick riffs. Black Sabbath influence. Anyway, Mark, i got to get some of these plugs in here. Don't forget the May 17th dime bag induction because that is something that everybody's got to be at. Also, on the same day after that, go down to the Roxy and see White Star. They've got a new reality show coming on a VH1 called The Rock Life. And they are going to be playing the lead singer... It's not metal, though, right? It's kind of rock. Right, right, right. Lou Adler's son. Yeah, Cisco Adler is fronting the band. I worked with uh, Lou Adler on a TV special many years ago called Monterey Pop, The Lost Performances, produced by Dave Diametti, who was once on Talking Metal. Lowercase d, formerly of the Hollywood Superstars, or is he currently with them? No, I don't think anybody's currently with him. Nobody's currently with him. Plus, we have another great thing coming up. We've got Metal School. Metal School is playing on Monday, May 21st at the Key Club in West Hollywood. And Metal School is going to be paying tribute to all the great bands honored at Rock Honors. Cool, cool. Well, it's been a good one, man. I'm glad we're out at the bars again doing a podcast. By the way, we haven't done a taping at your apartment like in ages. We used to do every show at your apartment. We, it's been like three or four months, uh, but we, I don't even know if you know this, but Rich and I are coming over to your place, whether you like it or not, on May 22nd, and we're going to tape a podcast. What day is today? Today is, uh, let me look, uh, the 14th. We actually have a calendar set up here because we need to have little cue cards that to let us know what's going on. Yeah. Rich from MetalAsylum.com or .net, .net, one of those, .net. .net. <laughs> I was going to say one or the other. Um, he's a great dude, and we're going to do some metal discussions and have a rock and roll party. Absolutely. That'll, that'll be awesome. Looking forward to that. So anyways, uh, going to check out, I guess. We got another song. Do we need to pick one? Yeah. Before we do that, I want to make sure that every single person listening to this tunes into to VH1 Rock Honors. 
on May 24th, you will see Ozzy Osbourne, ZZ Top, Genesis, Phil Collins gave me my college degree. I'm not sure if I told you that. I know this isn't metal, but by the way, Genesis sounded fabulous at this thing, man. I mean, I, I like that band. I know people think that's wimpy or whatever, but I, I'm a big Genesis fan. They ruled Heart, Allison Chains, Gretchen Wilson, Nickelback, Keen, Queens of the Stone Age. Let me just, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. Gretchen Wilson sang Barracuda by Heart with Allison Chains backing her. Amazing. One of my highlights of the whole night. Gretchen Wilson was amazing. When I saw that performance, not only during the show, but during the rehearsal, I thought to myself, you know, you watch American Idol and all these shows, you see a bunch of people trying to sing. There are just some people that are fucking born to rock, and Gretchen Wilson is one of them. Yeah, I don't know what she does. I guess she sings country music or something, but she, with Allison Chains backing her, this was total metal. I mean, they had three guitars on stage just chunking along, and if you know the riff to Barracuda, it was so heavy with Jerry Cantrell's sound, and William Duvall was doubling him on guitar. That's the new singer of Alice in Chains. And then Nancy Wilson came out, too, from Heart. So they were all just chunking away on that riff, and it sounded extremely heavy. Amazing, and Nancy was using her um, unbelievable Epiphone Ultra Les Paul, and she is just great we had such a blast even hanging out with those guys in the press room and stuff yeah which we're gonna post pictures at some point i don't know i guess we'll get a press release out when they're up absolutely plus we're gonna post some amazing audio from the press room with ozzy yeah yeah that'll be fun yeah emily really got some great stuff in with ozzy doing that and we're gonna post that you're gonna hear all of that some amazing stuff from the press room yeah absolutely very good. we got to get out of here and start another episode. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Well, everybody, check out VH1's Rock On. It's May 24th, right? Yes. On VH1, it's going to rock. Do one more toast. Let's do another toast to VH1's Rock Honors. This is a double toast. I'm drinking Roman Diet Coke, and you were drinking Newcastle, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. I'm drinking Diet Coke because even though a lot of people say that I'm skinny, I'm trying to cut down on the beer intake. Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to cut down on it myself, but yeah, but see here, the, here's the deal. Mark like runs 24 hours a day, and he's a uh, health freak, so he's good. Yeah, uh, but I, I I drink too much to be a health freak, but I, I try to balance it out, you know. And when I say freak, it, it, freak in my terms is excellent, so. I know you exercise and all that, right? Yeah, I do. I do, definitely. definitely. Whereas, you know, me, unfortunately, I'm like the epitome of, like, uh, Burger King, bars, rock and roll. And let's hope that that's all. (laughs) All right, dude. Are we going to play another song or what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to hear some Ozzy fucking Osbourne checking out. 